Hi guys, it's Christina. And it's Mariah. I feel like when I do this with my hand and wave at you and say, hey guys, it's Christina, that I do a better vocal. Hey guys, it's Christina. Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I do this like little like head nod yeah. in. Like, yeah. and it's Mariah. Like, uh, just joining right in. Yeah. There's gotta be like a thing. Anyway, yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, leave us a review. Yeah, that's about it, guys. <laughs> that's all We're going to go right into the show. Here we go. Five stars. <laughs> and say something. Like, you free like we get you. Y'all send us these Instagram messages. They're like, you're just so wonderful. Okay, nobody says that. That's a lie. <laughs> but for the love well, of Jesus. Well, we save people from boredom. We save people from boredom. You know, we got some good compliments the last few weeks. And it's just... Not reflecting in our reviews. How are other people in the world gambling on podcasts and Googling podcasts to listen to? How are they supposed to know that we're worth a damn? I think they just like hearing us rant. Yeah, I know. I think that's what it is, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to invite our guest. Let's get this episode started. 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 Yeah. Guest oh. user joined. It's working. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, I almost ripped my headphones out of my ear. <laughs> I'm in my closet. Welcome to my oh, closet. Nice. nice. I should probably be in my closet. Is it echoing too bad? <laughs> no, I actually have a house that's completely empty. That is why I'm in my closet. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have a couch, and that is it. Okay, I've been there. Yeah, we. I'm just. It's. It is. I mean, there is moving. Nothing. Yeah, we just. Yeah, just moved in. But it doesn't even matter. We didn't even have anything to begin with, so <laughs> we're starting over. Same. I, my cat. I built my couch. So really. <laughs> I rebuilt an old vintage couch. I'm like sitting on it now. It's pretty hard. But I um so I feel you. <laughs> I love that. I wish I was crafty like that. Like I am I don't know. I'm <laughs> not gonna be doing that again. <laughs> I feel you. It was I fun. It was you. fun. It was a good try. Well, I'm Christina. This is Mariah. Where Hello. Is I don't know where she is on your screen. He's at the bottom. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where. You're like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Um, well, we are recording as it is. So just so you okay. know, it's she be rolling. We're always rolling. You know, we'll never want to miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did our little intro before inviting you. Awesome. So I think we we call you Tori, right? Yes. Okay. All right, that's what I thought, and I kept saying it because that's how Travis introduced me. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll, it's only her friends. Like maybe only friends can call her Tori. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So when I was younger, my my mom named me Tori, called me Tori. But then when I went to culinary school, they they wanted to t attach this um, professional name to me. 
my instructors and stuff in a way. So it was Victoria Loomis on my chef coat. So like new friends called me Victoria and a lot of people just kind of kept doing that. So when I moved back home, everybody's like, why are people calling you Victoria? I'm like, <laughs> why are you Victoria? And I'm like, it's professional. <laughs> it's professional. Which, yeah, so it worked out. <laughs> everyone's like little do you know <laughs> right like we know you girl yeah. it doesn't matter what they call you <laughs> right right victoria doesn't fix your problems no. <laughs> right <laughs> i love that i don't really have a mariah has a nickname her she goes by all sorts of things i feel like but uh i don't really have a nickname so everybody just everyone calls me by my professional name <laughs> yeah. that's nice so no confusion yeah, but then everybody calls me Redfish or Red, so I don't think some people even know I have a name. So there's also that. <laughs> they just default to, like, the girl with red hair, and they just call her Red. Um, anywho, that's a great story. Thank you for telling us the origin of your names. <laughs> <laughs> introduction. We do, this, we do this frequently with people because I don't know everyone's names sometimes. I'm like... Uh, I mean, your Instagram says it's this, but I know you as that. And what do you actually want to be called? So we do this frequently with people where I'm like, what the fuck's your name? <laughs> no, that's, um, that's cool stuff because the Instagram thing is funny because I've found myself like referring to people like as their name. I'm like, you know, it's Huddy to Huddy or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, what up, honey, too, honey? Like, when you finally meet someone in person, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, it's your IG. <laughs> it's so true. We just had this conversation with a girl last week. Uh, just just like this. Because her Instagram name is, like, her nickname, but it's also her business name. But then she has, like, a professional name. You know? Like, I was like, I don't know what <laughs> Like, I asked her, I was like, can I call you this name? Because saying samantha sounds disgusting to me like you're not samantha you are moki <laughs> right i was like, like we're is... on a friend basis here yeah i'm not calling... don't make me go there <laughs> yeah i'm not calling you that weird name samantha like who's samantha <laughs> right. right oh good times good times well I want to get started, and I want to preface on a few things. So I'm giving give my okay. I'm gonna give my speech my speech to you. So okay, I want to let all the folks know that how fortunate we are to have you for a few reasons. Um, so Travis, we've talked about Travis a few times on the podcast, and so Travis, yes, I and I want to I, I want to ask you a question about him too. Um, like, how did you guys meet? Actually, I just want to know now. How'd you meet? <laughs> yeah, so um, I partnered with uh, Hunt to Eat um, to do, like, the chef part of one of their adult on, on adult onset hunters uh, hunt camp things they did in Florida. And I'm not really sure how their connection was made. But um, so I was the chef on that trip. And um, I think Travis was obviously the kind of a big part of, like, putting the duck. He did put all the duck hunting and all that stuff together so um I met him that's how I met him and it was it was really cool it was, I'm it's like making a bunch of new friends um depending on where I'm at or what I'm doing and I, I won't go too far into this I'm sure we'll talk about it later but depending on where I'm at or who I'm working for kind of what the job is different people some people want me to hunt with them and some people 
may not. You know, some people want me to just cook their food. Um, a lot of times, though, people want me to kind of go out with them and hunt. And Travis was like, yeah, you're going with us. What do you mean you're not going? I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is my friend. So we hit it off right off the bat. <laughs> and he's for his snackery. Like, what kind of snacks did you get? Did he, like, pull out the skillet? Like, he's for – I've seen him, like, grill up – not grill, but I don't even know what you call it. Like, warm up honey buns or something when he's out duck hunting sometimes. I'm like, you take this <laughs> You know, serious. I don't – Um, I didn't pay much attention to his snacks, and I think that's probably just because I was so focused on, like, my snacks. Like, not in a bad <laughs> way, but, like, I was so focused on, like, making sure everybody was fed. So I was, like – I would go out on the hunts, but then I would have to, like, hurry back. Mm. So it was, like, if you want – like, if you're the chef and you want to hunt, like, you're really doing a lot. You're doing a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Because normally when people are hunting, you're preparing food. So I had to like kick it into gear double time. And I was like, I don't know if I'm tired. I don't know if I'm awake. I don't know what's going on, but we're going. So that's probably why I didn't pay attention because I'm a snack person too. I've probably, um, had I not been like all over the place, I probably would have paid more attention to snacks. <laughs> so was this a recent trip? Like within like this year? Or was this like a year yeah. ago? Or? Yeah, that was, um, I went with November, I believe, oh maybe December. Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty recent. Very recent. That's so funny because Travis knows me very well. And not that we hang out or not that we call each other, but we met, gosh, I don't even know, almost, it was probably seven or eight years ago we met. And he knows me. Like, we had to work in a very, like, intimate, like, setting to where you spent a ton of, like, like 24 hours with someone for days right. upon days upon days. Like you knew if you weren't going to like somebody really quick, but then you were right. also going to know if you loved somebody very quick. And Travis and I had that. We just, it we hit it off as you know, like he's so likable. Like if you don't like yeah, Travis, he is. then he's, um he's incredibly passionate about, um about conservation and every aspect of that, that it is um like I, I went home, like, by the time I got home, I was like, yeah, like, this is all the right things. Like, being around people like that just kind of lights a fire in your ass and reminds you, for me, like, reminds me, like, why I'm doing all this. Because a lot of times, like, in the the kind of the, the very niche part of what I do in, like, the hunting world or outdoor world, I guess, as, you know, like, I cook. So, it's very, very small. It's not just, like, <laughs> yeah. um so it's good to be around people with that fire and that appreciate it, but have that like fire about conservation and, and all that it. Uh-oh. Lost y'all. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Moving along. Was that scary? It actually wasn't that scary. I didn't feel like I was like falling. <gasps> no. <laughs> I was about to call the cops. Right? We're going down with her. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Travis, I, I knew when he said something about you that I was like, okay, like she's probably about us. I probably agree. And then I started to like learn about you and I was like, oh my gosh, like that, like oh, we are going to, I know you don't know me very well and I don't even know you, but I know more about you than you know about me. And we are, we have a lot of similarities, a lot of similarities, these little nice. tiny things, like the way you look at things we are very similar in our perspective of looking at it you look at cooking and being a chef and I'm looking at it in with like fishing or something and not that right. you don't look at fishing that way or hunting that way right but you're you're 
jam is like creating these masterpieces and telling stories through food it's trying to connect the dots for people yeah help, like to help them see like these things these missing pieces yeah right on yeah but all of that it is there are people people do it in every industry yeah you know in every um that's how like you can tell like and I'm not I'm not necessarily like saying that I'm one of those people like fully I always feel like I can get better and like there's more work to do but you can recognize those people when they're really passionate about what they do because they're trying to connect the dots for other people. I agree. And I'm like, I've always, I want to be that. I want to help people get that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm really stoked about it. I know. I really love it. I love, I love everything you're doing. I love your passion for it. Like, it's really cool. And yeah, when you meet somebody with passion for something, you're like, holy crap, like this person's got it. Like you just want to steal all of their energy and just take, I don't know, just take everything that they're putting into it. They're what their, their love is. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. I love it. Like I really was, I was like thinking about you and your journey and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this girl, <laughs> like I know what Travis is saying. Like he knows. Well, it's cool. You just, you just, I don't even know how to explain it. I have a lot of notes on it and a lot of feelings, but I want to at least give you somewhat of a, more formal introduction and get yeah let's do it and, <laughs> and I'm like, like yeah let's get formal uh, 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 we have victoria loomis <laughs> Miss victoria is here. <laughs> she's here uh we will only refer to her as victoria in this formal setting today and then when we <laughs> then when we bust out the foul language she's tori <laughs> right um, <laughs> well Anywho, I want to know a little bit about some of the, just to give us a picture of where you are in the world and how you got here. Um, I know that I think you're, you're living in Mississippi, correct? Right. Okay. So, but you're, Mississippi. Okay. But you're from Louisiana. Yep. Okay. All right. So I want to know. How, what got you here? What got you to this journey of the gathering girl and just your where we're at now? Yeah, where you're at now. Um, like you went from Louisiana, you're in Mississippi. Like, how is what does that look so like? I've had to answer this a lot. So, yeah, this will sure. actually probably go pretty smoothly. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I know it's one of those like um, staple questions. But I, well, yeah, but I mean it's something that people want to know. And like, I forget when I get on, you know, I get on Instagram and I share these pretty deep and personal things about my life and, um, the ways that like food has impacted it or hunting or different things. And I, I forget to tell people like the baseline of where this all started. So yeah. I, I like start off deep and big. I'm like, yeah, well that time I almost died. And people are like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like to bring it, bring it down, like to where it started. Um, I grew up with my dad, like being a very, a cooker. He was a, he loved to cook. He was not, um, a chef by any means, like in a professional sense, but he did it all the time. So I think I got that from him. Um, he was a big outdoorsman too, is still, um, when he can, he doesn't hunt as much. And, um, my grandfather and that as well. When I was 23, I went through uh, a divorce. I was married for five months, by the way. Fun fact. Five months? 
<laughs> Damn, girl. Champion. Yeah. I, I mean, I <laughs> never think tried it again. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but, um, so I had two young kids at the time, too. Um, and it was just a spur of the moment conversation with my mom. She was just like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? You, sh- you- <laughs> I really feel like it was kind of like, remember, you used to like to cook with your dad when you were little. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go to culinary school. <laughs> like to, to make it sound really light, it was much more to it. Yeah. Um, so I moved to Baton Rouge, which is about three, two hours from where I live now. So I've never went too far from home. Yeah. Um, moved off with my kids, went to culinary school, put them in schools. It was like the hardest two and a half years of my life. Um, I don't even know, like. I, I look back at that time still and I'm just like, girl, you can do anything. Like that was really a do anything moment um, for two and a half years. I think I weighed like a hundred pounds. Cause I was like, just like on adrenaline all the time. Like I couldn't stop. Um, a lot of crazy shit happened in, in between those, you know, times. And then I worked in restaurant kitchens uh, from the time I was 15, busing tables, waiting tables, yeah. bartending. And then, Worked through kitchens, uh, sous chef, executive chef, line cook, pastry chef, all that stuff. And then ended up at Honeybreak Lodge, which is a duck hunting lodge. Um, they have a, they kind of recruited me from um, an, an executive chef position I was out here in Natchez. And I took it. And that's what kind of like gave me this idea that I could do this on my own. Um, and I love freedom. So I'm still in the building process of the gathering girl, but it all started like while I was at honey break, I was like, wait, like I can be free. Like I can set myself free and be amongst all these things that I love and I'm passionate about. Um, And it's hard as hell right now because I'm, I feel like I'm still building um, and putting the pieces together because it's really hard to put a price on something you love. And I'm like really immersed in that when I'm doing the hunting and the cooking so I'm like, everything is the dream. Life is amazing. <laughs> and then it's like, I don't know. Like, so after hunting season, um, I get like, uh, I don't want to say like seasonal depression because I'm always like making sure I don't go there. Yeah. But oh, it's I like, yeah. so I'll be like, oh shit, it's double time now. <laughs> like, because now I'm like, okay, now I got to start writing and doing, doing these different things. Um, that's not so much cooking for hunters so long story short that's how I got from there to here that's, that's a lot but <laughs> well it's a lot but that's your journey like your journey is a lot like getting to I know it is it's, yes it is we... it's, it's crazy <laughs> like the amount of life you've lived and the amount of things that you've accomplished and what to you I know feels like just just a hell on earth sometimes but um it's incredible and it's really cool that oh, you're thanks. doing your, you know, your, I, I want to clarify what it is your, you are doing and what it is you're right. even okay. moving forward to. So you're, I want to use the right words. So just correct me. Wild if game chef. Okay. Wild game chef, but like, like private chef almost like, is yes. that the better word? Um, okay. So it's private. So that's how I feel. When I started building uh, the idea of what the gathering girl would be. Um, the, the traveling and kind of reaching out to different hunters and people just kind of getting myself out there. I didn't really know where to start. It all like, has it's just continued to evolve. Yeah. And like, there's not anybody I could really ask, 
like, hey, how do you do this? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about doing? Like, is this a fantasy you have? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I need to know, like, like how do we do it? And there is like, you do it however you want to do it. Like, you're kind of creating a thing. Um, and there are people now, like, in the hunting industry that are doing this. So I kind of went off of a baseline of what, like, a um, kind of a charter chef or a cruise line chef or somebody who does those kinds of things would how they would uh, kind of do that. But at the same time, um, I like to dabble too. So I work, I do some things with uh, a few companies. I do some things with Spiceology, with Traeger. Um, so I don't just like limit it to um, the wild game chefing. That's kind of like more during hunting season. Okay. Because now what I'm doing is I'm writing, I'm hammering out recipes. I'm, I'm, I'm always working on a book. But it's like something that's going to take a lot of time yeah. and it's still very much in like dream modes. I kind of just want to hand someone on my laptop and be like, go to the Google Docs. <laughs> I feel you so hard on this. I feel you on this. <laughs> I'm like, take the Google Docs right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, but to, to sum it up and then I'm, I'm also a private chef right now. So I have a family that I cook for here in Natchez um, three or four nights a week. This is incredible. So. Things have just continued to, like, work out and evolve. Wow. Um, I do small gathering dinners. Uh, I don't like to do things over 20 people, though. I'm very selective with, like, what I accept and where I put myself. So. As you should be. Yes. Yeah, I used to not be. It's it's good to be like, no, that's too many people, or I don't really like kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, learning to say, like, no. No, not no. really. I love kids. I adore kids. I well. just. <laughs> We all love. I'm not doing birthday kid, parties, <laughs> but not all kids. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I understand that completely. I feel the same way about dogs. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I love my dog, but I don't love everyone's dog. <laughs> like, I'm not right, that. And person. that's okay. Yeah, I'm not like. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I feel like it's that's a safe, the safe thing to say, but um. Yeah, still learning to say no, especially when you go into business like this and huh. you love it and you just want to do more and be better and all you're growing and you're just really stretching your wings. Yeah. It is so hard. So hard yeah, to you'll value. You'll lose your feathers <laughs> if you keep stretching. Like, I know. It's wild. You'll go lose your feathers. Like, I lost a lot of feathers this year and I was like, I have done, I have taken this too far. <laughs> like, so, I've got to. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's a lot. And as we're speaking about feathers, there's something that you should know about me because I know that if you talk to Travis again, he's going to ask you if you know this. And I think it's only fair that since we're starting to be friends now that you know this thing. I actually yeah. have a huge feather phobia. Like, huge. Like, I hate feathers. Hate feathers. They just, like, hate, 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 hate feathers. I don't know where it started. I couldn't tell you why wow. i could tell you anything but it's kind of hilarious and mariah can attest to this <laughs> but yeah, it is it's not fake it is real <laughs> it's so it is absolutely when did real this start For, it's just always been this way i don't know i don't know <laughs> but we like to joke about it because even travis will say stuff or, about it or... so i collect feathers like weirdly i collect the I collect wings yeah. off of yeah. ducks. Well, you'll never have to worry about me coming and taking things from You're your sock You're going to come door. get my wings out here. No, <laughs> I'm not. Well, I don't collect all the wings, but I do, like, I have, like, 
it's weird. I mean, I'm sure my kids' friends think it's really cool. They open the freezer for a pizza, and there's like a gallon Ziploc <laughs> of the wings. And I'm like, well, that's the Wood Duck from 1992. <laughs> 1992. Oh my gosh, you you would love Amanda. Our friend Amanda is a waterfowl taxidermist, and she is oh, wow. so weird. She's so weird. <laughs> So it's the best weird. thing. It's the best thing. Like, she's the coolest, one of the coolest people on planet Earth. Like, truly. So do you, like, if you see a, like, a mounted duck, what do you, does it upset you? Well, I actually have a mounted duck. And, and you man- just don't look at it? Well, I kind of, yeah, I really don't. I have to, I, like, oh. put it in an area to where I know it can't get me. So, okay. like, if it decides it's just going to, like, jump off the wall, I will never be in its space. <laughs> Wow. Um, That's really crazy. I mean, yeah. it's, I'm not like judging you. I just like, I'm so interested and intrigued <laughs> no, by this. Weird. It's weird. But as you're, we were talking about feathers, I was like, it's really only fair. I feel like if she knows this about me, like I'd be. Yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That's my, that's my tidbit on that. But yeah, no, it's, it's weird. You can judge me. Yeah. Like, it's okay. I judge I'm not, people. No, I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm like thinking you probably need like a past life. I would like, have you had like a past life transgression or whatever they're called? No, but I should. In a past life, something could have happened that made you feel like this. You got into a really (laughs) bad pillow fight (laughs) back in the day. Maybe I was like, yeah, maybe I was like strangled by a down comforter or something. Like, who knows? (laughs) It's down. It's so bad. We're so bad. I knew this would happen. Whew, we crested girls. We crested girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, back to your journey of things and private chefeteering, um, which is just amazing to me. I, I, I also, while I'm on the subject of admitting things, and you're so passionate about like making these connections and all these things, which I'm really excited about because I can't, I feel like I don't connect with food the way I want to connect with food. So like want I want you to through this through our time this evening and mm-hmm. maybe just through life in general help me build a better relationship and I love food it's, it's not like I don't like eating food I just don't have this like passion for like I don't come home and like want to cook up a meal and I want to want to cook up a meal like there's these things that I want to want to do and I want to research better recipes and things of that nature. And I don't know what it is, but like, I just feel like I have a disconnect with this and it makes me sad. (laughs) Oh no. I I think, um, I have a big opinion on that. Um, not on necessarily like, so I think that there was, there has been this like disconnect that was created, um, through like the chef culture. Um, and it kind of put chefs on, uh, a pedestal in a way and like we're the all-knowing we're the recipe gods and like here we are bah, 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 chop 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 you know like all the whole you know the media yeah. part of it all of this like put this but in reality it's really just a simple thing it's as simple as you can imagine um and I and I don't I don't think as a chef but also just like as a human I don't think that everyone is supposed to want to come home and cook a meal I don't okay I do not think that you are like, if you don't want to, you just don't want to. Like, I don't think that <laughs> yeah. means you're disconnected from your food. I think that if you go out and you, and you, and each fish you catch and you're a part of that process at some point or another, I, I'm pretty sure you would guarantee me that you're as connected to that process yeah. as anything. 
that is, is your connection. Okay. It is special. So like, yeah. That. I think it gets lost. I think this, the, the culture that, um, has been, I don't know, culture is probably not the right word. This, this thing that's been created around chefs over the past like 10 years, like the media frenzy and like, you know, it's like all these different fucking TV shows where you're like making cakes and competing against each other over donuts. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's too much. It's created this like to, to the point where the first thing I want to do when someone's like, Oh my God, you're a chef. I want to be like, I'm just like you. (laughs) Like we are no different in, in that you can probably, you can probably really show me the way around an incredible fishing trip. And I'm going to be like, I just want to be more connected Yeah. in the same way that I will be like, Hey girl, get over here. We're going to throw this in the skillet. So I yeah. think that that's, um, and I don't think there's any, we can't all like, like I don't spend all of my time worrying. I care about, I care about food. I think other people care about food, but I'm interested in food. Like it's an art mm-hmm. and a craft. Like, um, so beyond like, the hunt and this and that I can't wait to like match colors together on a plate it's like something in my brain it sometimes it's and sometimes it just comes out where it looks natural or people can relate to it and I do try really hard sometimes but sometimes I don't and it's just relaxing for me um yeah so I don't know if that made any sense yeah that makes sense And I, and I think a, a lot of what you're saying is true because I can obsess over these cooking shows because I'm like, man, I just want to like be like this. Like I want this passion for like yeah. whipping things together. And in reality, I'm sure someone looks at me and says the same thing about fishing. Like, man, it just mm-hmm. she's so yeah. natural about doing this and that. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, I have 15 yeah. years of experience. There it is. Yes, that's and right. I kill, I've killed myself to get like this. So, yeah, it might look like that to you, but... Um, but yeah, so I, I can see that and I, and I connect with it when it's something like we caught, like I have crab traps in the water Mm -hmm. and you know, you can bring that home and, and the nice thing is, is that I put crab traps in the water and it creates a habitat and I catch stone crabs out of them. And then I catch a triple tail off of the crab trap that I put in the water. So this is very like special, as Mm -hmm. you know, like super magical experience and, that's really you're as connected as you yeah. could ever be. Sis. Okay. <laughs> you that's, are there. That's you're what you're <laughs> okay. That's exactly what you're trying to remind people and get them to be about, I guess is like, not be about, but that's the wrong word, but just to see and understand that. Like, if you want to be connected, you can, I think that, um, yeah, I think that like, and I, I'm not, I know there are people that live in very urban areas where, they can't even grow a garden or, you know, things like that. But, um, there you can be, I mean, if you have just a small square plot, you know, where you could do anything, you can, you can be connected and there are parks and there are like natural places and there are rivers and lakes and sometimes permits are only like 10 or 15 bucks, you know, to go and do like, we have like, I don't, I'm not going to say ditches, but I mean, they're, I think they're like freaking ditches. So you can go like crawfishing in here. Like, <laughs> I was like, she's, she's sending her kids out back. Get some more dandelions from the backyard. Right? <laughs> Girl, we got to get some dandelion jelly. <laughs> Please. But yeah, I think that, um, it's really not necessarily about like, I don't know that everybody, but I think people need to know that they can come home to that. 
you can like find home in nature doing that stuff mm-hmm. and it feels really cool to yeah. like grow something or pick something or harvest really feels cool to like put the work in on a hunt like when I finally killed a deer this year I was like god it's with me like I'd hunted all year can you tell us about so, that Oh yeah, girl. I can talk about that forever. Yes. I want to do your, (laughs) do your top notch skills here and give us some storytelling. Cause I know that is something Um, that you are so good at. And I want to hear about this. The thing about hunting that it reminds me that I'm not that good. Um, it humbles me, I guess is the, so it like, like there is no like final resting place in hunting. It's not like, okay, I'm going to get out there and get the big buck. And I'm, I don't feel like that with it. I feel like there's always like a next level up that, um, that I can push myself to. And it's very personal. Um, it, at where I'm at in my life right now, like I'm really into like challenging myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I find a lot of peace in like pushing myself to different limits, but interestingly enough, I don't really like to be around people that much. Um, <laughs> Amen to that one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like anti people, and but and so hunting caters to that. So like, I go through like four months of like hardcore. Like I am alone. It's me in the tree. Nobody talked to me, and like I get excused. I mean, I'm not gonna wait. Like I shouldn't tell everybody my secrets, but I feel like I get excused from like having to do things that normal people have to do because I've created this path so that I can, I've, I've, I've intentionally done this, I know, you know, and like I've lined my life out in a way that says like, these are the sacrifices you will make to be able to do this. Yeah. It's that important. Um, with that being said, like, you know, today I went just side note, this is pretty ridiculous. I was very, I beat myself up about it today. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to this gym where they're like doing the things they're lifting and they're doing the woos and the ahs and the, and I walk, I pulled in the parking lot and there were so many cars there and I just drove right through it. I was like, (laughs) not going there. I came home. I sat on my couch. I put a hydration pack in my water and I was like, you're a wuss. You go back. And I made myself go back. So hunting. Yeah, I went back because oh <laughs> I couldn't be defeated. I'm proud of you. It's a big Thank deal. You. I would have been like, well, I guess it's time to start drinking. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I got to go back. But those are like hunting. I know that that all seems like it's not connected, but it is because hunting has for some reason, and maybe it's the idea of getting my food has pushed me to like different levels. Um of yes, you can. And like to where like, usually there's no phone service, yeah. you know, so, or, or I'm trying to be so quiet. Like I started bow hunting this year. That is like ridiculously hard. And I want to be the best at everything when I start it, but you, that's not how that goes. No, no, it's not, it is not how it goes. No. It is a, it is the very opposite of that. Very opposite. <laughs> and so I'm out there just being a piece of shit like, <laughs> hoping something walks out. and then like I, I missed opportunities because I was wanting to be the perfect shooter of the and never have shot and shot an animal so I'd be like there's a freaking hog at 10 yards like I can do this and I'm like no you're not doing it you're not doing it and then it walks away and I'm like I just missed the only opportunity I'll have all year 
It's those are such... so that was what my season was like this year. Those are such tough um, decisions. You know, those are well, tough places to be in. Yeah, and like a lot of what is that like saying? Um, a rock in a hard spot. Oh, a rock in a hard. Oh, between a rock and a hard place or something. Yeah, Maybe something like that between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I don't know if that has is anything that to do is? with this, but I feel like I'm <laughs> like just stuck like a rock in a hard place. I'm just gonna let you guys go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna so, say, Brian, can you Google this? <laughs> it's it's yeah. uh, um, between a, a rock and a hard place. Okay. Okay. Well, I was thinking that I'm the rock. I'm the rock stuck in a hard place. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's also very fair because <laughs> you are a rock between a hard place. <laughs> that's how I felt during hunting season a lot this year. And there's also this thing, like, I'm not even going to lie, you know, I, I didn't, um, I share a lot of my stuff on social media as like a vulnerability thing. Yeah. That's like, if I'm like, if I can talk about this, cause it's all these like journal, it used to be just journals, Yeah. but if I can like share and I'm writing is a way that I communicate best. I always feel like, Me too. or I'm more comfortable with, um, but if I can get this out and share it with like X amount of people knowing like probably less than half people see that crap it's like freeing in a way Mm -hmm. but then like as like there was a point this year where like as my following grew I was like I don't want these people to know my business (laughs) and tell them because I was like post (laughs) like I'm gonna be really honest like you get on there and talk about something and somebody's telling me what what they think I need to do I'm like wait a minute I'm not asking you for yeah. questions. No. This is my journal that I'm publicly sharing. <laughs> Could you please not? <laughs> there are rules to this. This is a reading yeah, only like, zone. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's not how that goes. <laughs> like, because really, I'm, I'm grateful for. Of course. Just know, like, it's given me a lot of cool opportunities. But also, it feels like a cool responsibility yeah. to, like, be able to, like, share my truth with people and encourage people to, like, do hard shit. Yeah, it is important to, I, I, I feel so similar to you. Like I want, I'm, I'm like sitting over here, like, oh my God, let me, like, I want to tell you too. I want to tell you my story. I'm sorry. I talked No, you're doing great. This is not that. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm like so excited because of this that I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I feel like, anyway, I agree with you and I love what, I love that you do that because there's these moments like being vulnerable like that. And if that's like your way of expressing things and putting them on paper and sharing them. And it's almost not even that like you need other people to read it. It's just your way of doing You're going through life. And I 100% understand that. I feel that I very much can like dig into these like huge passionate speeches in my Instagram posts. And they're not for anyone but myself. And it's just... It's like me processing what I went through and that's yeah. And if, that's it. Yeah, and if someone mm-hmm. values it and appreciates it and takes something from it and it reminds them that like, you know what, shit her life looks damn good sometimes, but this is real life. Like she ha- is a real person. Um Right, don't get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> we are out here grinding, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I do. I really love that. And it's such a you're, it's a, it's a very talented it's it's a talented thing but it is a talent that I don't feel a ton of people have and 
and and maybe they do but i think you are have such a niche thing that it's not something you're gonna be scrolling through instagram seeing this wild game chef telling her story doing her thing you know she'll it might be something small, but it's not the way that you're doing it. And that's so, so special to your brand is that it is very unique. I appreciate that. In all honesty, though, it's just a way of like holding another thing is like it's a way of holding myself accountable for being yeah. like authentic. Yeah. Um, because I don't I I'm the, I'm the person that like when I come across something that feels like, you know, I don't and I, I, I don't even like using that word because it's been overused so much. Authentic. Something that doesn't. Yeah authentic like it's just used all the time and I'm like I know everybody read the Brene Brown book but like can we please <laughs> I forget about that that's so funny I love I really do but like, like her we loved it we loved it yeah. I forget that that's a thing but there. I feel like that was one of those things like all of a sudden everybody was talking about being authentic I'm like it's called being real guys <laughs> <laughs> anyways um but so true. that is really important to me because I don't I don't like when I um, come, like, I don't like to be around things that feel false or mm -hmm. um, forced, yeah, not honest. But I also have to remember that, like, not everybody lays all that, not every situation or every person or just any one thing or whatever it may be, all the cards don't go out on the table at once. And I think that's another, that's the flip side of that whole thing. Yeah. So. It's yeah. just me being human, really. Yeah. And sharing well, the shit. And I feel like you, I know like how I can be, I can be so sensitive to words people use where if they use a word incorrectly, like authentic, where it's like, I get so. <laughs> and like they were just looking for a cool word. Yeah. I get all like my <laughs> biscuits get all buttered up sometimes when I, when that happens, like with like fishing terms or something, I'm like, why are you using that word? <laughs> Don't say that. Like, okay, we know you talked to Guy Harvey one time and you learned this word. <laughs> I feel that way. Like, your Brene Brown thing, like, I feel that way. Like, okay. <laughs> Steve Irwin over here. Actually, rest R.I.P. Steve Irwin, we love you. But you're the best. <laughs> best. Like, why couldn't have anyone else in the world die? Like, I would have died yeah. for Steve Irwin. Like, I don't understand. No, no. Sorry. I could, I could, this is a soapbox for another day. <laughs> I gotta write that down as a subject. We're next next rant episode we do all about Steve Irwin. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um craziness. All right. Your chef, wild game chef, private chefing. Um your those are your goals are to continue down this path of these things and can you, I, you have this little secret about, I, I call it a secret and I don't know why, because that's not really even a fair thing to say. But when, when you told me today that you were a vegetarian at one point, I was like, whoa, oh, yeah. like, f like out of left field. It was almost like she just told me that she, it's like, I almost felt like I was about to interview like this marathon runner that told me they didn't have legs or something. I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're like, well, that, yeah, that's a fun fact. <laughs> I know. I was like, holy shit. I did not. I was like, hell yeah. I want to hear this story. Like, I think it's incredible. I think that's so crazy. Like, I just, you know how people are on social media. They're so serious about the way they eat sometimes and the, and they should be like the food you're putting in your body and, you know, things of that nature. But sometimes I feel like 
people get a little crazy with things. They, it's it's yeah. a lot, yeah. So I was a little surprised be. when I was like, wait a second, vegetarian to wild game chef? Like, how did that happen? Um. So I'll just say this too, and you've probably already got, I say like that things in my life, whether it be over a period of a time, whether it be over like a long period of time, or sometimes like in an instant or learning a lesson in life, it's extreme. <laughs> things happen in extremes. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember my mom saying when I was little, she's like, you're just a person of extremes. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I get it now. Like I'm 35. I am a person of extremes. And that's how lessons come to me. And that's how I learn. And that's a lot of like, like, I'm like, I'm not going to exercise. I'm going to go die. Like, <laughs> Like, I really was trying, thinking about getting, like, a recurve instead of getting a compound first, like, for a bow. I was like, just want to. You really anyway, do. So... You're, you are both feet in with things. Like, I feel like that is you. Like, you're like, oh, cool. All right. Now I'm going to go all the way. All the way. Like, all the things, like... all the way. Like, yeah. No but, shortcuts. So, yeah. And, okay, so when I went to culinary school, it was a big – um. I started learning about food. I was so interested in, I mean, the coolest thing about that time in my life and what I did, I was, I grew up in a really small town um, where I was busting tables, waiting tables, going to, I didn't go to like college. I had, I got pregnant at 17. So that was like, you know what? Fuck cheerleading. Fuck senior year. Like I'm here. I'm about to have this baby. Extreme. <laughs> my daughter will turn 17 next week, actually. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, and then did the whole like, oh, well, maybe I'll just get married and be one of those. And like, that didn't work. So, when I went to culinary school and was learning about foods and what happened and um, some of these different farming practices and this and that, and learning about nutrition. And I'd always been like kind of a weirdo about like what nutrition I guess I'm not gonna say what goes in my body because like during high school I did drugs and drank and all that other stuff so <laughs> but I took it really yeah. seriously and I was like I'm I, I didn't realize then that I was a person of extremes though I didn't I would have been like no I'm not <laughs> I'm done, not I'm doing this for my health so I went completely vegan um during culinary school like I remember being in my nutrition class and I, I say, like, being in that class because we did, like, our courses, like, during a three-week period rather than doing, you know, like, every day. So I was in the middle of nutrition course or whatever, and I would cut, go to Whole Foods. And I'm, like, a single mom on the third floor of an apartment building, uh, had to pay a babysitter, had to pay daycare, was waiting tables, had, like, three different jobs. But I'm, like, we're going to Whole Foods to get vegan cheese and broccoli. Like everybody sit down at the table and eat with my two year old, with my three year old and my six year old. And I'm like, so what I did though during that time was I think maybe Kobe was he was three and a half. I used the way I would study nutrition and we were going through I was like learning about the vegetables and all this stuff is I would tell the kids like things that were in the food we were eating. So it was a fun little educational thing. Yeah. Needless to say, I lost a lot of fucking weight. Um, and one of my teachers was finally like, you should really think twice about this. Like, I don't think this is the diet for you because <laughs> I was so hungry. Yeah. Um, 
and I was losing a lot of weight. And I'm like, I do what I want. I'm fine. So then I went, and I never really had any interest in killing animals at that time. I thought like that was this inhumane thing, even though I grew up around hunters. But I was really familiar with fishing. My grandfather was a fisherman. um, And I remember doing that as a child. And I had previously gone on like deep sea fishing trips with my family and things like that. Um, So I went pescatarian and I stayed pescatarian until I killed my first year in 2017 2015 maybe um and I was like well if I I did this I have to eat some of this meat yeah and it made me very sick um immediately because I ate like a pound of like two pounds of sausage you know like the good (laughs) she she just like like, this is so good She's been like, poor thing. <laughs> you, she she, she ate too much. She does. She she could. She can't put her, her pinky toe in. She both feet. Everything is both. Feet. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this stuff is so good. And I was sick the next day. And I, I like, bet. Not anymore. Your body was like, holy <laughs> crap, what is this? <laughs> right. Um, Crazy and so lady. over time, though, I I was like, I I think I'm gonna do this. I wanted something in me just wanted to like be as close to my food as possible. Not, not, it was also for like this, I wanted to like break off, break some of these like things that I'd heard like in the restaurant industry and some of these like mm. bogus ideas about food and where it comes from. And I was just so curious about all of that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to find out for myself if this is good for me. And it just started to make more and more sense. And I started reading a lot of books and um, kind of diving into a lot of research papers and not only on the nutritional side, but my dad had um, not, he had kind of quit duck hunting and uh, he had some health issues or this and that. And I went through some mental health things where um, that's a whole other story. We really just are not going to go into that. Um, mental health things as in like I was in a pretty yeah. bad relationship that took a toll on my mental health and retreated to nature. Yeah. So being um outdoors and hunting gave me a purpose um I was like I'm going to hunt for my family for like a whole six months you know like this is what I'm doing and that's what I did and I was like I found so much mental clarity like within that year that I was like this is I've got to live here I need to live in the woods stay here I don't want to so I just things just naturally kind of progressed into what it has become (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing what a wild you're very fascinating like you are very fascinating to me like you have so much a lot i know i'm and so sorry if i'm there's... loading you down right now <laughs> no not at all honestly like not at all i'm just like i just want more of you like i'm just like just for me just like selfish reasons like i just <laughs> I know I'm just I'm seriously just like like yeah I'm just like I just want I just want to I want to know everything like I just want to be like oh my gosh yeah me too like I feel like that's how I want yeah wow so you kill this deer so did you experience that do you experience that and I'm sure you do I, I know I have um the same type mental clarity in fishing it's the same yeah, one hundred percent. Like I, uh, I have to have fishing. I'm, I, 
I have to have it. I feel like I've had a lot of a lot of stuff happen in my life as well and that have not been very easy. And I don't I don't know. Sometimes I just like I hate the way I handle things. I feel like I care so much that it's like bad thing. Um so fishing is is all I is all I got sometimes, you know. It's really I don't want to say it like I don't like saying like it saves my life cuz it it's that's not really how it is, but it makes me a better person. It allows mm-hmm. me to be grounded. You know, it allows me the ability to f- feel like a normal person. Um, without it, I feel like I'm just living in chaos. Um, and no matter how chaotic fishing might be or what I have to go through to get it, it's still the most normal thing in my life. Like it is the one thing that constantly makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I a hundred percent feel you. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't do life without it. Like I, I just, I've never heard it put like that, but I I agree with you a hundred percent. Very well said. (laughs) Um, because to other, to outsiders looking in, like when they talk to me about hunting and it sounds like you get probably get the same thing. They're like, what, like someone who doesn't fish or who doesn't hunt. And they're like, you just go out there. Like to them, that's chaos, you know? Like an outsider looking in, like you just brave it out there on the, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. And, and that's something I have to remind myself of a lot of times is like, what is so normal and what is so much of a grounding piece to me is so abnormal to so many people more so than not. Yeah. It makes me um, sad when people mm-hmm. say stuff like that because I'm like, yeah. what do you, what is, what are you, I don't know. Like, I cannot, what is, life? What is your life? Yeah, I know. I'm like, what are you, who are you? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what are you, a freak? No. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it makes me sad sometimes because I, I have had to live sometimes without fishing and it's the most challenging thing for me to do. And it's not usually, it's not easy. It's not healthy for me. It's not normal for me. It's literally like you could take almost anything from me and I'll, I've been through hell and back with things. I've had no money. I've had nowhere to live, you know, and Right. And take those things, like take them from me. I will rebuild. But man, don't take fishing from me. Don't take that. Right. <laughs> that was one of the I most got. freeing that that um that is I, I'm right along the same lines with you on that too because one of the most freeing things about um or or what or I found so much like hope and I guess comfort in knowing that like no one could take outside from me. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I could hunt. And then I like in my head, you know, in the same thing you can do with fishing, it's like, if I can get to water or if I can get to this spot, you know, on land, I can also acquire food for my body, for my mind, for my soul. It's like a constant feed. Yeah. Um, and that is something that, I mean, I'm not going to say can't be taken away because this world is so crazy right now, but like there can't fucking take that from me. <laughs> they're not doing that like I will get there (laughs) I know I Mariah and I talk about this and jokingly all the time and I'm thinking go ahead be crazy because I'm just gonna get on my boat and go eat redfish and manatees and whatever else I can forage for (laughs) I'm gonna grill up some seagrass (laughs) yeah I will survive don't worry we got so many coconuts down here (laughs) I'm gonna have a lot of bartering things like it'll be safe it'll be safe (laughs) 
Ice is going to be my one issue. So we really got to figure out how to keep these things cool. But, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure I could dig Let's a hole see. or something and <laughs> keep it out of the sun. No, You're going to have to go somewhere where it's cold. I know. These are things you got to think about. <laughs> these are things. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Get you a Yeti. <laughs> I have one of those. I do have one of those. That's true. <laughs> I feel like if it's just in the shade, it'll it'll be fine. Um let me look at my notes here because I wrote all these notes down. And I haven't asked you one thing. <laughs> um, I've gone through like my whole life. <laughs> I love this though, but this is this is how if I could choose every episode, like this is what I like. I like things to naturally just come up, and I love to organically learn who you are, and I love that you allow you to tell us your journey, how you want to tell us, and. You'll say something and it'll jog up something and I'll want to ask you. Um, I don't want to miss anything, though, because I know there's so there's so many special things. And it's funny because I. It's hard to learn somebody like by just looking at their social media. And it's hard for me sometimes to think of, you know, go through your Instagram and try to prepare for an, a podcast and these things because I want to we, we want to do justice a lot and. Right. Sometimes it's important that you just start, you just go on your your tour of you <laughs> and it brings it up. But I did listen. I actually am subscribed to the um, it's always duck season somewhere. What's I oh, don't remember. yeah. Ramsey. Ramsey. I really I pick and he's one of those things where I have to like really pick and choose who I listen to with that. He's not one of those I just listen to all the time podcast but um anywho I didn't know you were on there like I had no idea that you were on there and I for some reason in my searches I saw you and I was like I'm gonna listen to this a little bit and I, I listened to it while I was at work but I shit you not I'm working <laughs> and I work a lot with numbers and data entry things so like I'm pretty focused on what I have going on and I shit you not you said something and I was like, this bitch, like, she is my fucking people. Like, she is my people. And I was like, I really hope that she allows me to derail our episode today and kind of talk about this because you said something that hit me like a brick wall. I stopped everything I was doing and only could hear you speaking. And that rarely happens to me. Like, it really rarely I'm, happens. I'm ready to know what it I was know. I said. I'm holding off for a second. <laughs> I rewound it and I stopped working and I turned the volume up to listen to what you said because you said the words I heard were that you have dreamed of, or had wished about people being blind. And oh my gosh, yeah. it was insane to me because that is something I feel like I have felt before. Like I have felt that and it is such a weird thing to say. Like what? It was the weird. So I went back and listened when I listened to the episode first. I was like, I bet everybody thought I was such a weirdo. <laughs> See, but people do this. They do this. People come on our podcast, and I get these messages from them, and they're so self conscious. And I get it. I totally feel you. Like if I hadn't done so much public speaking in my life, what a terrifying thing this would be. Like you're permanently leaving your voice out there. But you might, yes, you might. Someone might think you're weird. Like someone might be like, whoa. That's like yeah, some I just, weird shit. Um, but I kind of talked it up to like I I don't um I'm okay with it because that is something that like I has I've journaled about that like at times in my life. 
because it was something that um, appearance and aesthetic, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Yeah. Like, because of like, I love beautiful things. I love art. I love creating beautiful things. I care about plating food. I want people, you, you heard, if you listen to that episode, you know exactly what I'm, where, what I'm talking about with all this. But at the same time, like, people just looking at me and not, ha- not wanting to hear what I have to say because of it's a f- pretty female face yeah. um, or people dismissing me at a job because it's um, I'm just that girl or so-and-so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of it always did have to do with my parents. Um, and even to like, when I was younger, when I was a kid, like um, I think I would, I could just bet, like, I'm not going to, like, call any bitches out on here from junior high, but I'm sure that it was because I was pretty. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sure, I got bullied because I was pretty, so I had to hit them in the face, and that got me expelled, so. (laughs) Wait a second, wait a second. I mean. (laughs) Go off, right? So, like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. I was, I, when you said I got to, I had to, like, hit her in the face. I li- I thought you were, like, kidding. Like, I know, I, like, I did that some in junior high. I love how she went all the way back to junior high. Like, of all I the did. things, she's like, I'm bringing this shit back to, like. Oh, she's unpacking. Um, she's, I'm unpacking. She's pulling I'm the boxes unpacking. out. Really <laughs> no, but the whole, that's kind of when all that's, um, yeah. not in junior high, but, like, as going through high school um, and then really into, like, young adulthood, I would be riding down the road and just be like, if people were blind and they could use their imaginations mm-hmm. to see whatever it is that they can hear or yeah. feel, mm-hmm. what a wonderful world it would be. Like, I, but then I would, then I would also do the flip the script, you know, so, okay, but what is the downside of that? It's a weird thought. It is a weird thought. And that's kind of why I, it resonated with me because I've, I feel that way. And I don't, I don't feel it in, um, I haven't had a, like similar situations like you have, but I know that you, I know the full picture of how you feel about this. Like, yes, you had these things, but you also drive down the road and are thinking about it in nature and in your, like, as a chef, I'm sure you're thinking of all the other senses except for seeing and when you create the story for people. Mm-hmm. And I feel that because I I fish like that. I stand on the boat and I fish and I feel with my eyes closed. I don't need to see everything. And I think about that. I think about what what would this be like if we couldn't see? And I always told myself, like, I always want to be able to fish, even if I can't see. I always want to understand what I'm doing, even if I can't see what I'm doing. Like, and I, when I, like, I'm not even kidding you. Like that, I didn't hear a whole lot of what you said on that podcast. I'm working. I hear tidbits of it. I get an (laughs) understanding of maybe who you are. I can hear your voice. But that hit, like, I heard that. Like that (laughs) was something I heard. Um, And I wanted to tell you that I thought it was really cool because, I think, like, I think that if I said that to somebody, I'd be like, oh, my God, I feel so weird. Like, I don't think people are going to understand it. But (laughs) it's like I can't think about fishing at night without thinking about being blind on some level. Like, I know it's a very extreme thought. Like, I don't I don't need to be blind in order to appreciate this. And I know you know that I I just knew you understood. I was like, she gets it. (laughs) She freaking gets it. You know, and and just to commend both of you, like. 
Diff- Ramsey, a lot of why that, that podcast, because he said he got a lot of good feedback from that. I can guarantee you a lot of why that he did is because he is such a genuine, it's the same experience that I'm having with y'all now. It's a genuine um, connection. It's not, y'all aren't, you're not sitting here trying to pry something out of me. You wanted to have a conversation. And that's the, that's the difference. And, and I've, there have been some where it's not that way and you can tell, um, and I, that's, those are podcasts that people don't listen to or yeah. they, they try to, and they go, what was that for? But, um, Ramsey was, Ramsey is hands down one of my favorite people that I've met. I, I like, I feel like I have throughout this whole journey, especially in the past five years, I'm like collecting people that really have really good hearts <laughs> and really care. And it's not just like an agenda thing. Cause Agenda people are everywhere, but I feel like I've been very fortunate. Um, and he, he's one of those people for sure. He was so easy to talk to. He sounds like, like I it. was like, wow, I just feel like I went to therapy when he <laughs> left. I was like, well, thanks oh, for coming to my house. <laughs> that's so special. I feel like it should feel like that, right? When you have this connection with someone, you guys like are bonding over just genuineness, like just. It's, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's like, it doesn't have to be, bit, yeah. You just feel like oh, I'm doing shit right. Like I'm finding my people. Like I'm on this right journey. Yep. Like this podcast has been so much of that for us. Like we get off of this and we're just like, I'm on top of Like yeah. I feel like the Hulk <laughs> in like a different way, like backwards. Like I'm not angry. I'm like stoked, right. you know, <laughs> like, should I go like run a bunch of laps around the neighborhood? Like, I don't know what I should do. <laughs> right yeah that's special i don't know ramsey at all like i have no idea who he is at all i just saw the podcast it intrigued me he sounded really cool and i i listened to little things here and there um but yeah he seems like a very genuine person like he seems it's probably why i like it yeah it's probably why i like it um it's very cool i wanted you to I wanted you to share, did you have a, did you bring a recipe or anything or do you have something in your mind? Cause I wanted, I wanted to navigate your, I know I can see it in your writing and the way you use your words. And I wanted an opportunity to listen to you, like navigate us through a recipe on some level. I don't yeah. know how, I just knew, know you're passionate about it. And I was like, I feel like this would be really cool and not like take a stick of butter and do this. Just maybe no, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that I, and this is something that I can definitely navigate where I don't, I mean, it's like a recipe in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with, with bass, um, freshwater bass. Well, this my, is going to be fascinating. My son is a Mr. Bass fisherman. He, that's his favorite thing to do. I love you guys. So, um, and I'm, I'm a keep all the fish girl. I keep, I keep all the fish, keep them, clean them. I don't care. I mean, if it's a baby, I might throw it back. But, like, I'm like, we are hungry around here. We're keeping the fish. <laughs> oh, <baby>. So, <laughs> anyways, um, I, I wanted different ways to cook them aside from, like, just, I mean, I've cooked them a million ways. But I was like, well, that's, so I started looking into, like, salt crusting. And oh, yeah, so, right. basically, we will take them and gut from the bottom um, and just kind of run your hand, clean it out. And then uh, scale them. Okay. Get all the scales off. And then you make a salt crust with kosher salt uh, and a egg white. Okay. So like two egg whites, kosher salt, and then you can pack the crust around the outside of it. And then I stuffed the fish with um, 
summer vegetables. So like mm. some fresh okra, some squash, some bell peppers, and squeeze a lemon and like toss it around in a bowl before you stuff it, you know, with like some lemon and butter and oil or whatever little herbs and spices and shit. Yeah. And then bake it. <laughs> and then you bake it, like you cover it with a salt crust and you bake it. And then when you get it out, you break the crust. And what that does though is it, um, your the fish just like flakes off. Um, so you obviously don't eat the salt crust, but you like crunch it with a knife and it breaks. <laughs> and then it's really great. It's really good. So in this, we can, like, this can be done with like anything, basically. Like, you could do this with all fish, yeah. I would imagine. What it, yeah. I love stuff like that. Okay, you'll have to give us that. That's would be fun to try, like a salt crust. And it's just, it's. I think, and I actually have a recipe on the Outdoor Edge website, maybe. I don't know. I'll I'll double check, but I'll definitely send something over. I've got one somewhere. I love Got this. one somewhere. I forgot you said this to me, and like I just completely forgot. I think I just was like, I don't know what happened to me, but I forgot that you said something about bass, which is so funny because um, my mom grew up eating. She calls them. She doesn't call bass this, but she just calls like crappie and stuff, and she calls them or bluegill or whatever. She calls them bank buddies. Because <laughs> when she was growing up, they were hungry around there, and her dad was whatever they caught, they were eating, and she it was the whole the whole thing just on the table, just a pile of fish, whole fish, and you'd just tear into it. And it was so funny, my dad, when she met my dad, he's a big saltwater guy, so it went from eating bass and bluegill and crappie to, uh, you know, whatever my, like, you know, dolphin or wahoo or whatever right. this pristine saltwater fish he was eating and it was a huge change for her and she's like what do you mean we don't just pull put the whole fish on the table and just eat it crusty and all right yeah she said that that was the best part eating tails and stuff yeah oh i love the tail crunchy <laughs> tail yes yes yeah, the fins oh, oh my, my god <laughs> yes i love so i really like that um like that's one of my favorite things, actually. A crunchy fin. You should so make, good. like, little chips. Yeah, like, save yeah. save all the fins and, and just... Yeah. So, I've cut them off of a fish before because I love them so much. And, like, collected a few and fried them. It's like a... You could use them as, like, a... They're, like, kind of a garnish on garnish. your food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love I how love weird them. you are. And it's really good. <laughs> I love I any of so there's I've not eaten eyeballs I don't think I'll do that um okay wow she draws a lot yeah. of eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll do that but like and and freshwater eggs I don't think I could do that um I think my grandfather used to freshwater or, eggs or like some fish? someone I know in my family was talking about it like the fish eggs I want to say yeah Ooh. From like the freshwater fish. Yeah, I wouldn't do master catfish. I'm not sure. I'm a little snobby down here. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna go eat um, some stuff like that. Like we have salt water <laughs> here. I'm gonna go eat like the nice stuff from the salt. I'm gonna go eat that. I'm gonna go to the sushi place and get like some good, <laughs> some good stuff. Yeah, I'm not I'm, scared. I'm, I'm definitely I, not scared. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> Watch out for your fish, because she'll be coming by with little scissors, cutting little fins off. I'm like, we're not wasting that. Yeah, we're not wasting this. I was going to throw him back. Well, now he's coming home for supper, because he's got no fins. So one year, um, 
one year there's a lake that we live we used to live on and it it filled up and there was like a part where it trapped a bunch of white perch in this like pond sized part of the lake. Okay. I mean, I think they maybe had a little way to get out, but they were not going anywhere. We just had so many. <laughs> we had to call neighbors. Okay. Oh like for over a course of three days, <laughs> we had, cause we were thinking about like the, you know, legal catch or whatever of crappie. Cause it was, they were white perch. Over a course of three days, though, I, I will never forget this. This is like a monumental fishing moment in my life where, like, I was like, there's never going to ever be a day like this ever in the history of forever. <laughs> we had 10 or 12 people lined up with fishing poles. Oh, my God. Every 25 seconds. And I know people exaggerate on their stories. I know. This I is know. not one of those. This is real deal. <laughs> I mean, like, when it started slowing down, we were like every three minutes someone was getting a bite so we were like well it's getting slow (laughs) (laughs) it was insane there were so many fish and so for days I cleaned fish and I cleaned fish and I cleaned fish and I have a picture with me with them just like piled up because I was like don't worry I'm practicing (laughs) on how to clean fish (laughs) it's the dumbest thing I could have ever said but I remember how great it felt to be able to like have all these fish fillets and I brought them to my grandmother and I brought them to anytime I like made a friend with someone for a very long time. I was like, would you like some white perch here? (laughs) It was like my favorite. (laughs) And now I'm like, I need more fish because, and like I tell my son, I'm like, if you would just get back into crappy, (laughs) you just get back into it. (laughs) Cause I'm like the bass are few and far between son. (laughs) But, um, no. So, that was one of my best fishing memories. I mean, it, it was really insane. That's so when I, and I've, I've not told that story a lot because it's so big in my head. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like yeah. in my head, it was one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, there's a right time to share it. Yeah. And it's, it's special. That's, it's really cool. That's a very staple moment. I love that for you. I mean, cool. I just remember being like, we have, we have all the fish in the world. Like, oh, we just did this. You were stoked. <laughs> I mean, you got to share that experience with so many people, too. Like you said, like, here, you want some. We were calling people. Like, the excitement of being like, Marty, get, get so-and-so over here. Get so-and-so over here. Get the kids out of school. We got to get them. We got to get the fish. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. What a special memory. It was crazy. Yeah. I love this. That's, that's pretty it was bad. A lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty badass. I have a I have a question on the subject of this though a little bit. Um, we uh, I know you won't take offense to this, so I'm just gonna say it. But we made we uh, talked on one of our podcasts recently where I was like about things we didn't get, and uh, I was saying how I don't understand people who take photos of fish in their kitchen. Please tell me. Please tell me at some point you have taken a photo of one of these bass in your kitchen. Like this is my catch. Has this happened? Wait, hang on. In the kitchen, like yeah, like a proud moment. Like I was like not understanding. Like, why do people take this bass inside their kitchen, take a photo of it, and it's like uh, dead, dead, dead. She dead. See, I don't know. I don't know. No? You know what's crazy though about the world? 
that we live in the different worlds is like you see because you're in you're in fishing land you see fish things <laughs> yeah and I'm so I what you're wondering about I wonder about the same thing with people and their deer I'm like why are they doing that so like what <laughs> whatever so, people do like weird some, stuff weird like some stuff. people like will bite the the beak oh. of a duck or something I'm like that's not what you need to do I don't yeah I don't get that either yeah Okay. Yeah, and I don't even know how to ask those people because I'm scared. Yeah, no, I'm kind like, of gonna bite my head off. Right, it's a scary thing, like some of these things. But I, but you're but talking about this, and kitchen. I was like, I wonder if she's done this. I don't know. Like, hey, son, hold that fish up. It's a nice one. <laughs> you're just okay, so well, my son, like when he catches a fish, we definitely take a picture. Yeah, um, it's a thing, yeah. and I'll tell you this: being a single mom, and like, so we live. Um, and I'm saying single mom proudly because like I am the man in the show when we're doing all our shit and it's, that's when I get to be like mom, dad, mom, dad, mom, dad. <laughs> but like he's, um, and he, I mean, he has a dad, he's a great dad, but obviously we don't like all go fishing together. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, um, and my son's 14 now, so he's, he can take care of himself. But like, I used to pick them up from school and have everything loaded up. In, like, my Altima with, like, fishing poles hanging out the back. I'm like, all right, we're going to go catch dinner. <laughs> like, before they would get embarrassed about that. <laughs> I love this. But with that being said, so, yeah, like, I'll bring my ice chest out of my car. Because, like, I put the ice chest in my back seat. And I'll bring it in the kitchen. <laughs> and it, like, hangs out in the kitchen until I get ready to clean them. And sometimes I'll clean them yeah. in the kitchen on the counter. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I'll be like, pick that thing up and hold it, boy. Yeah, but... that's what I was wondering. <laughs> See, this is what I was wondering right here. This but it's is not, it. like, an intentional in-the-kitchen thing. It's, like, we got the ice chest you're just, in here. Yeah, you're just in the kitchen. Okay, so, see, these are details. These are details to that question I was at. Like, mm. I was kind of just discussing on that episode. I was like, I don't understand. I need somebody to explain this to me. I had, like, 50 things I didn't understand. But see, these are details. It's dinner. It could be, yeah. And this yeah. is the moment. This is just where we're cleaning them. And this is where you had your phone. Or this is where you had a camera right. at the time. And this is just the moment. Okay, okay. I kind of guessed that a little bit. But, you know, you were saying this. And I was like, this is my chance to understand this. Here we are. The universe has brought you to me. Fish in the kitchen, yeah. Fish in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, so... It is definitely something that, but like if I'm scaling a fish, I'm not doing that in my kitchen. Like we go outside for that. Yeah. Because that's a lot. I mean, that's like scales everywhere. That's when you're um, Victoria. Yeah. Victoria has to take her professional ass outside. Yeah. Tori, and scale it. Tori would be in that kitchen just <laughs> scraping just away. Tearing it up. Just tearing it up. Scales flying. All over everywhere. <laughs> Victoria's like, listen here. I let you run rogue all week. <laughs> we got rules tonight. <laughs> I love your I love your alter ego we have just created on set. Well, we, we didn't really, really create did. it. Culinary. Is it culinary school? Culinary culinary school? Arts. Um yeah. Arts of culinary. It is. It's culinary school and Okay. It, okay. I don't recommend it to everybody. I'm glad I win, I guess. But, like, I think you can learn things from people. Okay. I think that with all jobs now. Yeah, it does feel that way with a lot of things, um, for sure. Um, I do have one more. I'm walking around right now, so sorry if this phone's it's okay. moving. Okay. Um, I want to snag one more question from you before I let you go, and I'm sure Mariah might have something for you. And if you have anything, Mariah, like, feel free. Just, like, come on in. But uh, 
I wanted, I wanted to dig into more perspective on like at when you're at these hunt camps and these special moments that you share with people. And if you have a staple, if you have a staple dish you like to make, or if just these standout moments, it's, you know, it's like all this like camaraderie and you're like, you're really in something very special and you're providing a meal for people um, um, after these long, extensive days. And, you know, you might get to sit down at a table with, I don't know if you sit down and eat with them, but sometimes these people save up all their money their whole life and they go on these hunt trips and they get yeah. to harvest and make this really big memory. And you're there at the end of the day, like giving them that fuel. It's a, it's a really incredible, cool thing. Very special. Yeah. Very special. Yes. I want to... Just before I let you go, I want to just hear a little bit more about that specialness and if you have any of these standout moments or if you have something that you enjoy cooking the most or something um, like that, like a little memory. So yes and yes and yes, that's my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> there's nothing like being with, whether it's someone's first hunt or their 25th hunt or, you know, whether they come and frequent a place all the time or they've never seen a deer in their life or duck or whatever. Um, the things that take place in hunting, hunt camp settings, once you are acquainted with, you know, your group, um, sometimes it's new people. Sometimes it's some, you know, like some people have the same hunt camp buddies for years. Um, it's a really special thing. And it's like a I want I mean, I'm going to say brotherhood because a lot of times it is guys, but it is a, it's a camaraderie amongst like people that, and then when you harvest and you kind of spend like days putting in the work and or, like, I may not be going out on a hunt with someone to hunt their deer, but they've, I know that every morning I'm, they're having their breakfast, they're having their coffee and they're talking to me about their deer. They're going to look for, you know, they're going to go and try to hunt this certain deer. And then they do it again in the afternoon. Then they do it again in the morning. They do it again in the afternoon. They finally harvest the animal. Um, that's really special. Like you, you bonded at that point. Um, and you, if, if you're especially like, because I'm a hunter, like I know what it, what it means and what it feels like and how special it is. Um, my favorite thing is to help people break down their animals. Oh, yeah. And selfishly, a lot of that is because I'm, I learned so much because everybody has a different way mm. of doing things. So, and I think people naturally want to be like, oh yeah show me and I'm like oh no buddy you're gonna show me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that because it's an opportunity to learn but it also like breaks this barrier of like this whole like into chef thing you know like I'm I'm if I wanted to be like really good at breaking down animals I'm probably gonna be like 70 <laughs> by the time I'm really good at because you know like they say like to be really good at something you need to do it every day well there's only 70 days in hunting season and I don't kill something every time yeah and I'm trying to be around all of y'all's kills, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get it. So yeah. that, um, and then point. one of the thing, anytime there's open fire that just adds to it. Um, yeah. anytime there's like a fire going, I love to like slap some meat on there. <laughs> HR. <laughs> oh, so, Corey's back everyone. She's here. She's here. <laughs> Um, but no, there's, there is one meal that I really enjoy making and that's, that's like, I call it camp hash. Ooh, I've seen it. It's this. basically just kind of all the leftovers, like not to, not, not anything mushy, but like if there's, you know, if we've had, um, 
fajitas one night and there's some leftover onion or leftover steak from that. And then I do like uh, diced up potatoes, make like a hash with that and then egg on top. Um, Like I think one time we had pork tenderloin and um, what else was it? Pork tenderloin and venison tenderloin and some sausage and then peppers and onions and potatoes and like cheese on top of that with an egg and that's like your go home breakfast oh like okay God. it's been really fun now you're gonna eat all your leftovers yeah and hit the road hit the road you like get to experience yeah. the whole week all over again yeah <laughs> and your one meal you I feel like you just made me think realize something when you're saying describing this I'm like she must crush at leftovers like I'm pretty big. So my, I grew up with my dad not wanting to have leftovers. Oh, okay. Okay. He grew up um, pretty poor okay. and leftovers were something that they did not do or have or want any of. Oh, okay. So he, that was kind of instilled in me oh. as a child. Um, That's okay. In a funny way. In a, in a, I mean, no, yeah. I loved everything about it. Like yeah. a lot of, a lot of that is like kind of like, I remember he would, if he made cornbread one night, well, the next day it would be Johnny Cakes, like <laughs> cornbread for breakfast or, um, I mean, really anything. I remember eating rice cereal for breakfast sometimes, like from rice from the night before that was with a stew. And then, um, so it's one of those things that like was kind of embedded in me Yeah. and it's, I'm, I don't like leftovers. Like I will like recreate a dish a million times and I'm like, I know y'all see that I keep using this and guess why? (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because people like, like don't mind if a chef does that. No, but like the, the same people that would be like, I don't keep leftovers in my fridge. Like if I do that, they're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, you ate it yesterday. Ha. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's like mentally, it's like, Oh, she's a chef. Like, she must have just, she did this right. And it's like, nah. I, I, I heated <laughs> it up and add salt to it. But sure. You're, I, my chef's But like, skills. and by leftovers, obviously not like feeding people bad food. That's the funny, I think it's so funny that like, people have this idea that if something was just cooked a little bit previously, that it's nothing, that it's worthless. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck is that? That's not fair to like, those broccolis. Like, no, that's not fair. <laughs> no, I get that. Um, I yeah, that's, that's really funny. Yeah, my dad's not big on leftovers either, so I get that. I will eat the same meal for four days in a row. <laughs> so. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, yes. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, Mariah, do you have something you want to say? Do you have anything? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. Um, Victoria, I'm calling you. Yeah. Be on your best <laughs> behavior. <laughs> HR right here. Let's go. Um, no, but uh, throughout like this whole conversation, it really, really spoke to me. And at times I was kind of like holding back tears as far as like your passion goes oh, and wow. the way that you would open up and describe things like life ain't fucking easy by any means. And I definitely do appreciate what you've shared today. I can relate on a different level of like struggles, like growing up. I just really from like a human level say like, I really, really freaking appreciate that. Um, Because it's not easy to open up yourself in a 
true, true, like, soulful way that doesn't have an agenda. Yeah. From the bottom of my heart, just thank you for that. Oh, thank you for saying that. Like, if my purpose on life is to just be authentic, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's the thing. Because, because, like, yeah, life is fucking hard. And my heart is not the same as your heart. And your heart mm-hmm. is not the same as... You know, we all of our hearts are different. I tell my daughter that every day. But um, the thing is, like, to keep to keep trudging on, but to stay true to yourself. We li- we have so many outer like things. I, I know. I feel like every time I talk to someone, this like, not every time I talk to someone, but like, I feel like there's always this. Ooh, technology is bad thing, but it's just a reality of our life now. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, instead of like. And not that you asked for any of this, but this is where my brain's going. Um, instead of us being so anti, like, all of these outer distractions, it's like, instead, let's, like, ground ourselves in our own truth mm-hmm. and just accept it. And it is what it is and keep going. Yeah. So that's that's my intentions all the time. I try to stay very grounded in that. I love that. Yeah, it, exactly. And I think... I think a lot of it's just people trying to hide from who they are. Um, Cause it's hard when, to face some stuff. Yeah. And, and to really accept it. And, and it's, and it's so funny, like passionate people like yourself, Christina, you know, Travis, that I think it's just such a really cool thing that you get so much enjoyment out of something that's really like almost basic and instinctual to like our very like being like before all of this. And I think it's really a beautiful thing to be grounded back into that. Because I feel like in some ways people try to like fight so hard away from like, I don't know, like kind of grounding yourself, I would think would be the best. Our basic like primal, yeah. 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 Damn cool. This is badass. Let's just, let's just badass. This is is badass. I love this. Tori. Tori. Yeah. Uh Coming up in here. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all, that was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to let you go. I know you're you're just, I know, we've, we've hit our limits with this. But um, I am excited just to watch your journey and just everything you got going on. And it's really badass. And I want to make sure we always help you in any way that we can. Um, there's, it's just, there's so many people. It's who you know and good people find good people. And I... Right Always want to make sure that we're helping you in any way possible, you know, whatever that looks like. So we, you never freaking know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> this has yeah. been so cool. Um, I look forward to talking to both of you again soon. New friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, will you plug your right stuff on. real quick again so people get in contact with you? My Instagram is the <laughs> underscore gathering underscore girl. Um, and my website is thegatheringgirl.com. Um, I have a few things like recipes and blog posts on my website, but my email is Tori at thegatheringgirl.com. So it's all, I try to keep it as basic as yeah. possible without confusing people. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. But you can find me outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I had to do it. I love it. I love so, it. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. So let's let's cool. stay in touch, right. guys. Thank y'all for having yes. me on. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. Yes. All right. Yeah, Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>